0: Stephen Oyelabi from Lagos, Nigeria. We talk about soccer or football. I I love talking about it. I know, uh, and a common listener would know that. Any listener would know that. Uh, but we talk about the World Cup. We talk about technology in soccer uh, and uh, what's happening there. The level of play at the uh, at the World Cup. Um, I, re- I really enjoy his insight. He's got a great website called So Football S O O F O O T B A L L there in, in Lagos, Nigeria, and he's got a podcast as well. But great insight on the game. I get his opinion on what he'd like to change. Fascinating take on discipline too from Stephen. Uh, given you know, given his. Uh, 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 Opinion and and, and culture. We talk about Qatar as well and what's happening there and some of the controversy. But just a great conversation uh, with Stephen Oyelabi about uh, about football. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I know you will as well. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Joey Pins. People ask me, how did I lose 130 pounds? The quick answer is always discipline. I started my business, wasn't paying attention to my health, was eating too much, you know, drinking too much sweets. My daughter was born, next thing I know, I'm pre-diabetic, I have hypertension. I knew something had to change, discipline. I, like many of you, have faced many challenges in your career, in your family, in your life, in your faith. How did you attack them? How did you approach them? How did you solve them, hopefully? It all had to have some degree of discipline. I'm also asked, how did you found and start a tech business that lasted over 25 years? Discipline. I was committed to it, enjoyed technology, didn't enjoy some aspects of it, but knew it was necessary. Discipline. Our podcast mission, how do we use discipline to better ourselves and society? Join me, please, as I talk to interesting people and discuss how they use discipline in their family, and their passion, and their careers, and how it helped them. Our podcast vision, growth through learning from others. Joey Pins Discipline Conversations. It'll be light and serious. Join us, please. Thank you for consideration. Steven, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate your time. Your, la- your last name, Oyelabi,
1: correct? Yes, yes.
0: And you're in Lagos, Nigeria. I, I I love your website. I really appreciate your your time today. Is technology helping or hurting soccer or football? To be fair and
1: honest, technology is helping soccer and football, whichever way you call it. Our our rather call it football. Pardon me. Well, technology is, is really helping because um, some years ago um, we there was no way they could detect um, an offside. Now, with the help of technology, football has advanced, and then we have a technology called the VAR, Video Assistant Referee. So, it's a new technology that is helping the referees to um, be able to detect offside, and it has really improved the game a lot. So, in an holistic uh, point of view, technology is really, really making a huge advancement in the game of soccer.
0: Yeah, I remember when they, one of the first technologies that, that was used that I really enjoyed was w- whether the ball was completely over the line. If yeah, yeah, goal, goal line technology. Uh, you know, it
1: was, it was very difficult for referees standing yeah. like 10, 5 meters away from the goal line to know if it's a goal. But now with the technology, we just sound, it's very easy. So it's really making things easier in the game.
0: And the the offside is incredible. They slow it down, and you could tell, like, somebody's head was in or their foot. The slightest margin.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. It's, yeah. It's 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 amazing. But it has slowed down the game a bit. Uh, one of the biggest complaints of, of of the World Cup this year is that the games have been longer than usual, 100 minutes, 101 minutes of all extra
1: Yeah, time. the thing is we have to pick a struggle. If we want the right decisions, we have to stick with the technology. I understand the drawback. I understand the uh, complaints. Well, um, w- w- what I can say is that we need to pick a struggle. If we want the correct call – we have to pay a price for it, and this is the price we're paying for it: our time. Now, players don't like it because it takes subs their emotion because they think they've scored a goal, and then they realize that it's not a goal, and we have to wait for five, um, four minutes sometimes to check the review. You know, it slows down the process of the game. But if you want the right decision to be made. We have to pick a struggle and we just have to live with it. I don't see how that can improve because you need time to review so that you can make the right decision. So we have to stick to it.
0: Yeah, it's a little awkward now. They score and there's all this celebration and then all of a sudden the ref makes the square, you know, and and, uh, (laughs) – You know we got to go check there and there's all this kind of waiting and the, and the crowd yeah. is quiet and you know and it's just kind of awkward for the four yeah. minutes of, of people watching monitors to see if it happened and i always think back in mexico uh the world cup i want to say 84 where maradona you know against england did the the hand of god right where he he scored that goal yeah. with his head or this hand up on his head and uh they went on to win the world cup of course uh argentina yeah. and uh that would have happened Just imagine now, there was a
1: VAR then. That would have been ruled out. <laughs> but the, the drawback again is that um, the technology is as good as the people who manage hits. Now, let me give you a very good example. Mm. Yesterday's game, Portugal versus Ghana. Now, if you watch that much, it was, um, the, um, Portugal got a, freak, um, a penalty. For a foul,
0: yeah.
1: that is not legitimate, for Christ's sake. Everyone knows that it is not legitimate. Now, okay, fine. If it's not legitimate, you have a second chance. Go check the monitor. Go check with the VAR team. The VAR team waved him play on, waved them that they agreed with the decision. So the point is, we have a technology and we have people who manage that technology. The technology is as good as the people. So when we have people who can't make the right decision, even with the technology, the technology becomes useless just as it was with the Portugal game. Portugal got the penalty from nowhere. It is not a foul. And then he could have checked the monitor and the VAR system to see if his call was right, which referees do normally. But for some reasons, we don't know if there's some politics or or some things playing around in the vaccine. We don't know. But ideally, what referees do when they make such decisions, they go to check the monitor to see if their decision is right or wrong. But the VAR team advised him that there is no need to check. It's a penalty. And meanwhile, it's not a b- Now, in their third goal, Rafael Leal scored a goal that is, um, would I say, offside. It is most likely offside. But the VAR did not check to review. So bring back to my point that the VR system is as good as the people that manage them. So we, even though the technology is awesome, is beautiful, it's it makes things better. But the people managing it don't make the right decision. We're still back to square one.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a really good point because that was a terrible foul and of course Ronaldo ended up making that you know that penalty kick but you know that's really a judgment at that point the referee the head referee has to make the decision if there was a contact if it was yeah. flagrant i mean i don't think we can ever have var help with that right because that's that's a complete Thank judgment you. Call. it's clear do you understand? But if it
1: doesn't make the, yeah. but
0: if, if, if this could have been
1: better if the VAR team advised him, guy, you need to go check the review, and then you could possibly change it. So it happens. But possibly there was a bias or something. The VAR team to support the, the referee, and it's strange. And FIFA, and nobody's even talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. It's crazy. You understand? So that's part of, the yeah, daily it, part of it. it is.
0: That was, that was a terrible – I agree with you, Stephen. That was a terrible, terrible call. You know what else kind of annoys me every once in a while? And I see this at the highest level. I've seen it at World Cup. Throw-ins, a lot of times I see them lift their back foot yeah. up. I see them. You know, you both feet yeah. supposed to be on the ground, and these are. You know, they're quickly getting the ball, and I see them lift that back leg. And I, I say, what? Where, the linesman's there. I wonder if they'll ever use VAR on that. I mean, that'll really slow well, down. Well,
1: the, the thing about Foucher is that it's 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 getting out of the game. Really, um, there's there's not much mm. emphasis on Foucher anymore. It's it's it's. Uh, should I say it's it's facing out. Let me put it that way. It's facing out. You know, um, yeah. it's just in the in, in the Premier League, I doubt you see the referee um for a foul throw. It's you no know, it's it's really facing out of the game. So the VR and it's not really significant to scoring or not scoring on like offside fouls and the rest. It's just the throwing, you know. It's can it can let go of it.
0: Yeah, all too often I see them you know they're waiting. They're waiting for the foul throw, there. I said, like, "Just get the ball in, fellas. This is not going to be a. You know, just let's start the play. You're going to switch it to the other mm-hmm. side anyway. Another big change I like that they made is the goal kicks now can be yeah. like within the box. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to leave the box. When I was a kid, we always had to. It's, I think it's mm-hmm. much better this way. Yes. Your thoughts that, on now that? Now the
1: thing is, you know, before they just add, um, the goal kick, and then everyone will be outside. Now, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for players to um, build their momentum, you know, and then um, they they have to just stay um, outside the box. So it's an opportunity for people to build up. hmm? You know, before, there was no such opportunity. So I think this is part of the progress we're making in the game. You know, it's work in progress. Some years back, some of the things were not like that. And it's it's good that our beautiful game is, is evolving. And that's part of why we love the game.
0: Yeah, I I love that slow build. Get it out of the back slowly, bring it it back and forth. It's almost very interesting. And it's almost, you know, melodic, you know, the way they kind of wave it back and forth and they're patient and you know, and then they one touch, two touch in these triangles, and they're bringing it up. It's just switching the ball. It's just it's wonderful. Yeah, I, you know, towards the end of the game, if you're down, the goal is just going to kick it up, of course, to get it in the, in the second half. But generally speaking, you know, slow build is is much more. And at the w- way they change the the other rules on, you know, passing it back to the goalkeeper where they can't use their hands, you know, all all these are improvements. If you had hmm. your wish, Stephen, what big rule change would you make to football?
1: Ah, to be honest, it would go down to officiating. Officiating decides the game entirely. Look at the Portugal Ghana game. It's crazy, it's annoying. It's annoying. If because if, if one one thing I'll do is one I will reveal each official before they get into the game, as in serious scrutiny before they get into the game. And if by any chance there's a decision that is being made that affects the outcome of the game there should be a provision for rematch or something that amends the situation it's not part of the rule of the game at the moment and it's crazy now Portugal got away with that who's to blame Ghana lost the game with no fault of theirs so who gets the shot Who, 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 who takes the blame It just goes off the head like that. It's crazy. So in such decisions, such kind of decision that changes the outcome of the game, there has to be a provision to amend such situation, possibly a rematch, sanction the referee, or something. There has to be something in the game that makes okay, if there are going to be human human errors, fine. The team that suffers from the human error should not bear the cost stand, So we should have something like that in the game that can, uh, like a, a last resort for, for teams so they can know that, okay, referees, officials cannot just get away with the decisions that they like. And in the rematch, you put another set of officials, not the same set, change everything, and then maybe hire a rematch. It can, it's always possible, really. It's possible if you want the right thing to be right. That's what I would change if I had the power. But who am I?
0: Well, you're certainly passionate about it. And, you know, the head referee has a lot of control. A major call like that or even something, you know – they, they get a tackle wrong, and there's a set piece, you know, and uh, it leads right. to a goal, you know, a couple plays later. I mean, there's so much it's control happening. for that referee. And if there is a bias and if there is a mistake, and, you know, it can cost, it can a, cost you know, two everything. points, three points. Yeah. It can cost and, and game. The thing is, yes. you
1: don't even have to be 100% right as the center referee. Just why so they are all the officials to help you make the game easier, to make the situation easier for you. And they are all. Permit me, they all cannot be stupid at the same time. It's not possible. It's not possible. You know, if, if it's going to make a mistake, people are there. His, his assistant referee, um, the linesman, the VAR team, they are there to always call his attention to it. So it's, it's it hard when all of them miss a the particular situation that could change the entire outcome of a game. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's frustrating too. Do you think that that soccer, you know, this World Cup that we're in right now, do you think it's being played as, at its highest level?
1: Um, um by highest level, I, I need to understand how you mean. You mean in, in the, because there's so many aspects of football. You mean the competition itself? Is it the technology? Is it the officiating? Is it the environment? Or the host? Or what what angle exactly are you looking at?
0: Let's just talk about the play, the level of the athletes, and the the style of play. Is it? Do you think it's the best okay, it's ever well,
1: been? Well, I love I love watching it at the moment. You know why? Because it's full of surprises. You know, um, I mean the usual mm. World Cup, you can just sit in your home and predict who wins the match. Now, look at Argentina. Argentina lost to a very lowly Saudi Arabia. No one could have predicted such. Now, look at Wales. Wales lost 2-0 to Iran. That's crazy. It's outrageous. Now, again, just look at um, Germany. Germany lost 2-0 to Japan. Are strange results. Do you understand? In the previous World Cup, where you can predict, well, if, if a team, you, when you see the, um, the the fixture, you can just predict, okay, this team will win, this team based on history, based on how big they are. But that's not the case with this World Cup. So I think teams, a lot of teams have stepped up their game. They are not the. It's not the usual World Cup where we see, and then there's a walkover, a big team just banks a small team, and then we say, oh. We thought as much. This is not the case of we thought as much. You are not thinking as much because you are wrong in most cases like this, like the Argentina and today Wales. You know, it's, it's, it's it's the real thing that that's the beauty of football when you cannot predict a match, when your prediction is wrong. That's the beauty about football. You know what? If it's just the regular mm-hmm. uh, it becomes boring didn't stand but it's not the regular and that's why i think a lot of teams have stepped up and that's the beauty of this particular football edition
0: and do you think that is because soccer is being elevated at those other countries like Japan, like you mentioned, like Saudi Arabia, like the, the, at these countries where instead of the you know, the, the big powerhouses of soccer, the Argentina, the Germanys, et cetera, uh, that you lost? So is it because the managing is getting better? Is it because the athletes are getting better, the technology? What's, what's elevating the play of those teams that usually don't win hmm. all the time to win? Well, um, I think, you know, there's something about um,
1: the psychology. Um, I, I think it's the psychological part that has improved over time. I think, you know, because if you look at those teams, they don't have so much quality, and there's really it's obvious they don't have so much quality. But I think they have been able to improve their way of thinking that it is possible with these big teams. And I think, again, that um, some of those football associations of those countries, they have invested properly in the right management. You know, those two key factors help a lot. Now, the psychology of the players, believing that they can do it, it's possible. It's possible. You know, watching history of the game, they know that, ah, they've been written up. They, They now have the sense of belief that it is actually possible. Then I think some of those FAs, they have invested in the rights management team. Now, the rights management team helps a lot. Now, in the case of um, Saudi Arabia, for example, they have a very good cage. Lea Aver was a coach of Zambia. He won um, the African Cup of Nations with Zambia. Zambia, no one knows Zambia, do you understand? So, Investing in such kind of management can do a lot of good to um, an entire football nation. And that, I think, is the case with um, Japan, too. Japan, are, they, they have a very, very good... although is own based, but they invested in him. You know, um, I think it's down to those two things. I think the, the right management team and then psychology. Because some nations... Um, let me, Let me put it this way, like Nigeria, for example... They are not investing in the right direction, and so that's why they are not even in the World Cup in the first place. Um, they invested poorly in, in, a, in, a, in a wrong coach. They got the coach got sucked. Uh, they hired the coach uh, midway, and all sorts of um, wrong decisions. You know, it's all these factors matter. Now, although Ghana in their own case, they didn't do so well in the Africa Cup of Nations, but they have a new coach. The guy is doing well. So. That This kind of key investment and hiring of the management team has a lot of say on the psychology of the players. So these um, help them when they meet big teams and then they believe they can achieve the impossible.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting thought about the psychology. I think back also the Women's World Cup where Japan beat U.S. Yeah. in the final. Nobody had that. Remember that? I mean, that was it was amazing. Just nobody, nobody picked that. And, you know, if it's the right, if it's the right, you know, mentality and there's so much also the health and fitness. I mean, these players these days are just in the, in tremendous shape and the way, you know, their diet, their, their exercising, their weight training, and even, you know, the technology, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Manchester City fan, you know, and I, and I see a lot of the video, yeah, I'm a city fan and so I see a lot of their, you know, of their facilities, their training, their doctors. I mean, just the level that the, I mean, they're investing millions of dollars with these players, so they have to do all that. But this is I guess that's the other thing we should talk yeah. about the money. I mean, the money has really elevated you know uh, there if you're paying a hundred million dollars for uh, or pounds for a player you're going to get the best physicians you're going to have the mm. best dietitians you're going to have the best you know ther- therapy there for them I think that's a really yes, important issue yes, too you're
1: very very correct now technology and money also play a big part now um countries like Japan they have the money actually the money is not actually the problem yeah. but is the quality that is the only problem so they use what they have to get what they want. So investing in the right direction. Like, um, like like you pointed out, Manchester City, you can always get the best of facilities and infrastructure there. So when you're playing with the best facilities, the best um, people in the business, of course, it's going to elevate your game. And I, so I think that, of course, you can tell what kind of team Manchester City was 10, 20 years back. They don't compete for the league. Now they, they 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 are five four times champion in the last five years. That's that's outrageous, you know. No one would have expected that yes. Look at Newcastle. Newcastle was a mid table team and then they also struggled for relegation. Now they're invested in the right coach with money. And then they are in the top four yes. at the moment. So that's what money can do. PSG was nowhere, was not winning the league consistently for many years, but now they won seven and last eight. This is what I'm talking about. So all of these have a role to play in, in football. And it's unfortunate that many people, even with, uh, there are two things involved. You either have the money and invest wisely, or you have the money, you don't invest wisely, or you don't have the money at all. So it's just one of those options, but it would be good if you have the money and then you invest wisely. And then technology, improvement of technology regularly is crazy. And then the available uh, availability of data statistics is crucial, very, very crucial because, um, some 20, 20 years back, there are no available data for even matches that we watch, we don't have a statistics of how many crosses got in, how many times um, a player created chances. You know, we just have the goals and then assist, and that, that's all. But today, we have a lot of statistics and data. So, the people that are making research, people that help the team, um, whether they um the assistant coach or whatever those that, that review they have a lot of data to work with do you understand and then it's it helps them to make better decisions so this is a part of the factors that help improve the game and it has gone across world uh, across the whole world and teams are now stepping up
0: Yeah, I mean the advent of yeah these data scientists. I remember seeing some statistics. Like Kevin De Bruyne, of course you know from from Manchester, from place of Belgium, and as uh, at Manchester City. I remember one statistic was the number of passes he had in the yes. box. <laughs> So it's not just a regular, you know, it's just these kind of statistics that you you'd never heard about these yeah. in the 80s and in the 70s. You never they never recorded that kind of the, the kind of thing. And another thing about technology is that all the players wear those heart monitors now under their jerseys. Yeah. You know, they have the 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 piece of you know that they, they could tell yeah. they know exactly where they ran for the whole, they know how many miles they ran, they know everything about, they yeah. know where their heart rate is. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. They can Mm -hmm. actually track all that now because they're all monitored. Just the technology level, you know, I I have a technology background and I just I, I love the way that it, I believe, helped the game. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah it's 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 you know this part of what i'm talking about the advancement of technology is is really crucial in the game it, 10 15 years ago we had no data for all of these things and now people can make better decisions because they have a lot of data to work with and it's beautiful what do you think
0: absolutely and uh yeah, I, I think it's helped. I think maybe some of the purists, maybe some of our the older generation would say it slows down from the game and you know uh you know we should just be able to play. But I, I I love it now. Let's talk about Qatar. Uh, you know, lots of controversy how Qatar got the you know, got the World Cup. There's some things coming out now. And um what are your feelings on that?
1: Well, I love okay, before now I, I criticized um um, FIFA for to start with it's a mistake. Let me say it's a mistake that the World Cup is being hosted in Qatar. First of Qatar is not a footballing nation, nobody watches Qatar. The Qatar Qatari League is nothing like they have nothing associated with football, that's a fact. Um but somehow due to some things <laughs> I probably cannot say on hey, it got to Qatar. <laughs> it got to Qatar. Okay, fine, it's in Qatar. But the thing is, I love how the Qatari people are standing up to their ground about their rules and regulation. I love it. Europeans or Westerners, they think they can go to people's country and then have their rules from Mm. your country and come impose it in another man's country. It doesn't work that way. Nobody will come from Qatar to the US or UK and tell you what to do in the UK. You have to abide by the rules in the UK. That's how it works. Now, they, the Qatari, um, they banned the One Love Umband that supports the LGBT community. It's wrong in their tradition, in their rule. They don't want it. Why are the Europeans and other people in the world, especially the Europeans and maybe some um, American countries, Why are you complaining about it? It's another man's country. They have the rules and regulation. If you support the LGBT in your own country, it doesn't mean they speak for others across the board. So I really love the way the Qatari people stood up to their ground. They were not bullied by the protest and the comments. If in fact, well, I'm on Twitter. So I, I, I watched the movie, so to speak, live. I see the way the Qatari people get lashed, lashed this um, um, journalist and the rest about their complaints, that it's hypocrisy. Now, look at Germany, for example. They they, they, they took a, a photo before before the match, covering their mouth, letting people know that right. um, if you can't, uh, if they cannot accept the armband, you are silencing our voice, that you are denying us a voice to speak. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You're there to play football. Play your football and go home. Why? Why are you protesting? You're not the politician. Why are you making such... Leave such things for the politicians to deal with. Not you as a footballer. Your job is to play football. Why send a political message? And that's why I love Idi Nazar. This is not the German team for what they did. It doesn't make sense. You're in another man's land. Why are you... Um, as a matter of fact, the protest is not even the problem. There's a Qatari guy that actually tweeted that. The protest is not the problem. It's normally if you do not like what you'd say, but the hypocrisy is the issue. Do you go to, uh, do you with the last time in France, when France hosted the World Cup, do you, uh, the guy asked if they, they, he asked if they protested because um, France have stolen a lot of wealth from Africa why are you not protesting there mm. also he protested i uh, he, he complained about um, the hypocrisy of the europeans of um, european nations about other things like why are you not bringing a protest to qatar why don't you protest against your fellow european team so that's 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 the thing i really love the fact that the Qatari people stood up to their ground and they are not bullied by people that do not believe in their values so you either respect their values or you get out. That's it. And I love that. I hope many more people or let me say many more nations can emulate such warrior example. Yeah,
0: you uh, you don't have to necessarily agree with um, with the values, but you know, it is their country and you should (laughs) respect that. Yeah. Yeah, at, at my father's from Italy. He's an Italian immigrant. I, you know, I'm here in the U.S. and the states, and I, I was, you know, eight or nine years old. I went. I spent a lot of time in Italy, and it's just people live very differently there than they do here in the U.S. It's not that it's wrong. It's not that it's.
1: Exactly. It's just
0: different, you know. And they, they've thousands of years they've been doing that, you know. And uh, the idea of Westerners, like you said, to come over and start. You know, making changes thinking that their way is better, it's arrogant, it's destructive, and it's mm, disrespectful. yeah, you're very
1: correct. You're very correct.
0: And I really I really like that they're not being bullied. But,
1: I really love that. It, it makes a lot of sense to me.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, I certainly support a lot of the initiatives, uh, but you know, it's it's their country and you know they'll 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 make their adjustments as they seem it, they'll have their revolution and, and you know they'll move on, but that's up to them. Um, you know that takes away from from the game, though. The games have been excellent. I think you know you mentioned a bad bad call. You know, certainly in the in the in the Ghana game it was a terrible call. But other than that, how, the I think the games have been really really well played. Has there been a red card yet? No, I don't think. I, I don't been think. Injected. I
1: don't think so. There's not been any red card. The officiating is fair. Yeah. To be honest. To be honest, it's been fair. Just except yeah. that Portugal Ghana match. It's I don't want to go back to it. It's it's annoying. It's really annoying. It's really annoying. But apart from that, I think the officials right. has been fair enough. To be to be honest with you.
0: And what about penalty kicks to to resolve? Uh, well, there's there's you know there's ties now, but in the knockout round, of course, there has to be a winner. What about penalty kicks to decide after you know regulation? Are you in favor of that, or do you want them to play more? What would you do? You mean
1: penalty kicks after the regulation time? Okay, well, yeah, to to declare uh, winners. On on a personal note, I don't like penalties. It's a game of luck. I prefer I prefer playing um, the game, and then if I score, I win the game. Penalties, it's like. It's like lottery. It's like it's like betting. It's like yeah. gambling. Do you understand? Um, although people say it's part of the game, but I don't think it is. I don't. Or I don't think it should be. Do you understand? Um, you might, if I could change, okay, I forgot to mention that when you asked me the time but change the game, this is part of what I would change. I do not like penalties, so I would rather go for a rematch instead of penalties. So now, this is what they do. If they are scheduled um, 30 days for the FIFA World Cup, now there should be additional 10 to 15 more days as um, as extra backups for rematch. For things like this, in case there's a bad officiating, play a rematch. In case the um, um, team after 120 minutes could not be separated, play a rematch of another 30, 45 minutes, another time, maybe two days after or something. I'm not the fan of penalty, to be honest with you, but uh, penalty in the game, fine, no problem. But penalty shoot out after the normal time, no, I, I don't like that, really. If I could change the game, this is one of the things I would change in football.
0: That's what you would do. Yeah, so they, I'm pretty sure they do 90 minutes regulation and they yes, do 15, two 15, 15 minutes. 18, uh, plus have, minutes. Right. Yeah. And it used to be golden ball, where if you scored there, the game was over. Now they play the yeah, yeah. 250 Now, what the, Are you in favor the of that? of
1: football. <laughs> yes. It doesn't make sense. Okay, think about it. Two teams are playing, and then if you get the goal first in the extra time, you win the game. There are so, so many encounters in modern football where the team that gets the first goal goes on to lose the game, even in the extra time. I've, I've seen some teams that play they got they get the first goal in the extra time and before the 30 minutes elapse they get additional they, they, um two two they get bank two three four more goals you see that's 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 part of what they're talking about so it doesn't make sense if the teams that get the first goal as long as you have given them 30 minutes let them play out the 30 minutes you know it's part of the improvement we have seen in the game but i can't imagine a team losing to a golden goal it's horrible well, thank God this changed now and things are getting better
0: in the game. Yeah, and you know, I mean, you know, the penalty kick, uh, Stephen, it's 12 feet away from the goal. You know, I'm a former goalkeeper, right? So I, wow. I love taking penalty kicks because there's no pressure on me. There's no pressure on me. It's all on the kicker. You know, they're 12 feet away. A You've big, got yes. a big, big goal here. You should put it in every time. Yes. Uh, but uh, when when that happens, and the, you have the five players arm and arm, you know, and the other team, they go, they send a guy up, and oh, the the, the pressure there is immense. It's uh, but it, it, you are right. There's a lot yeah. of luck there, you know. And we've seen we've seen some big penalty kick saves this World mm-hmm. Cup already, right? We saw Courtois yes. made one, right against. I, guess, um, um, I forget who it was. But what it was it that,
1: I think the Can- Canadian. Oh. Yes, uh, that's right. Belgium, it. Canada.
0: Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, we. we th- by the way, the goalkeeping, the goalkeeping has been, you know, my goalkeeper, of course, in, in City, the, the, the mm. Brazilian Ederson. I, he is like an offensive yes, yes, keeper yes. where, you know, he's very known to start um. the forwarding play. When I, you know, when I was coached, I was always told the goalkeeper had three responsibilities, right? Stop the, stop mm-hmm. the ball from going in control mm. your defense, and start the offensive mm. flow. And he does that perfectly. He gets the ball and he, he uses his feet yeah. so well. And just the goalkeeping has just been It's amazing. Wonderful. And it's a surprise. Well, I don't want to say it's a surprise that
1: um, Alisson is starting ahead of him um, in Brazil. Yeah, Very big you know, surprise. Well, it's down to the coach. You know, the coach decides who, uh, who fits the system. You'd be surprised in, an, in another coach system, he would rather prefer Edison to Allison. But it doesn't change that. Allison is a wonderful goalkeeper, too. You know, it, it, his fit oh, is yes. awesome, too. Yes. Let's not forget that. He has created a lot of assists in the Premier League. He has about two assists already, if I'm not mistaken. the Premier League, straight long kick to Salah and most Salah scores, you know. He's, he's, he's a very brilliant goalkeeper. And the thing is that they are... The, the both are similar. You know, the, their situation, Hallison and Ederson, is like the situation in Germany where they have Manuel Neuer and uh, Macandre testing again. You know, it's just similar. Both are wonderful goalkeepers, top-level goalkeepers. You know, it's difficult to choose one, but most people, I think, would prefer the older one, I think. Because in the case of Manuel Neuer, um, mm-hmm. of course, he still plays in top level, but the coach prefers him somehow. Probably because he has more experience than Makandri Destegen, but mm. you know, in the case of Harrison too, I think Allison because of his holder, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the reason why the coach prefers Allison to Ederson. But you know, it's, you, you cannot start two goalkeepers; you have to just choose one. His choice might not be our choice, and at the end of the day, our choice might not be his. So that's the game of football: the ability to choose, and that's what they are there for. The coaches to make decisions like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, by the way, the management—I, I, you have uh, your website is 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 excellent. You 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 have Pep Guardiola, and you, you you compare some managers mm-hmm. together. You have great. I love your insight on that. what, what is your passion? Have you have did you play football <laughs> as a
1: youth? Okay. What it, what it, um, yes, I did, but unprofessionally, just around my my neighbors, my brothers. We just used, used to play kick football, you know. I've always loved football since I was four or five years old. And it's it's part of the game. And it's not just me, it's crazy here in Africa. Football is a is a religion. Let me put it that way. It's yes. a religion here. People follow it religiously. So mm. it's 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 beyond the it's beyond just it's beyond a game. It's, it's it's let me just say it's a it's a way of life here. So um, I've always developed that passion wow. right from my childhood, and funny enough. I used to do a nine to five, really. Until well, one day I said to myself, "I need to take another step. I need to. I need to do something that I really love." I, I didn't really like my job. I was just, I was just working. I just because I just needed to feed my family. But you know, you got to the point. I I wanted to go for my heart. I wanted to go for my passion, and football was the only thing I loved. I cannot play football professionally. I needed to take another step. So I, I thought. Um, educating people on publishing content, or what I love, was the best way. So gradually, I started, and um, I think two years ago, and then on and on and on. And that, that's how the story started, and it's been very, very, very lovely. Because to be honest, now I found what I really love. You know, it's interesting. So it's not a pain in the butt to create content because it's something I would do for free instead. So it's, it's just part of my life. So although I never played professionally, but right inside me, I have great passion for the game. So it makes the work easier and, uh, and better.
0: yeah and I could tell I could tell by the way you write your 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 blogs, your essays. I can also tell on your podcast when you're there with your wow, co-hosts fantastic. and you're giving updates to <laughs> Ronaldo and the and the and the world cup i and uh your Facebook page is delightful too you have a beautiful family and uh i I really enjoy following you you know stephen i i years ago I got heavy I started a business I, I got really i gained a lot of weight. And then the doctor said to me, if you don't lose the weight, you're not going to see your daughter graduate wow. college, you know, school, because I gained way too much weight. So from that point on, I, I lost about 100 and, about 130 pounds over a year. Uh, so people always ask me, you know, how, how did you lose all the weight? And I always say, just discipline. You know, I just got focused and disciplined. There's no magic. There's mm. no secret. You know, if you want to do something, I use discipline and, and and got there and got to my ideal weight. I wonder, does discipline play a role in your life at mm, all? Steve? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now,
1: I'll give you some instances. So, it, uh, like I said, I, I used to do a 9-to-5. So, um, when I was doing a 9-to-5, I... It was never really interesting to me, to be honest. I was just, I was just doing it. Mm. But um, I knew I had to follow my heart. But I can't just wake up a day and then quit my job and then start a new life. No, it doesn't work that way. I needed to follow a course of discipline. Do you understand? Because I knew that I had responsibilities. And then, so I, I set a plan for myself, like in the next three six months i need to start something and then um i just need to follow it up so i set a plan for myself and then i worked thoroughly towards that plan and over time coincidentally COVID came and then it coincided with the time i had i had wanted to leave and then everything turned out to be in the right direction and then i quit now the point is even when i started um, there. I, had, I needed to follow a clear-cut goal because every, I, I, I read a lot, I, I studied a lot, and I, I noticed that one mistake people make was um, when the stop, uh, when that consistency level drops in publishing, it affects your business. So I, I didn't want to go down that path, so I set a, a clear-cut goal for myself about what target I need to achieve in a week, in a month in a day with my team so that's what i do so i had a team i worked with and then we had a clear target for the week which we were doing back to back back Mm -hmm. to back and then that's how it evolved over time so to be very honest with you there is no successful team or no successful business that doesn't have a clear-cut discipline it's 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 they go Mm -hmm. hand in hand that's the truth
0: Yeah, that's that's really it's really it's an interesting take on that. And uh I think even in in football, I mean I think we see a level of discipline and fitness, in managerial style, in just the way, you know, the teams execute the different styles. You know, we have the kind of the Italian mm. kind of older way where it's yeah. a lot of defense and they're just playing for the counterattack and the slow build, the, the passing, the, mm. the death of the, of the Spanish. I mean, we have such different styles, and I think discipline just plays such yes. a role there you as look well. look at
1: football, um, there is there's, there's a pattern that you must follow if you want to if you want to play the game you know you cannot just um, go and kick a player because you want to take the ball off him you can't do that there are rules to the game you must follow Mm. the discipline you know and if you want to be a professional footballer there are things that you must do if you want to graduate from the academy there are things you must do. You can't just um, slouch and just leave, um, play football anyhow and then the coach picks you up from the uh, academy team to the senior team. It doesn't work that way. So you have to follow. So it's just, it's just just, how it is. Discipline is very key to any aspect of life. So if you really want to achieve anything, either in football or in any other sphere of life, discipline is key. But first, you need to set the clear-cut goal for yourself. What do you want to achieve? You know, set that. It will be easier for you to follow it up. But when there is no clear-cut goal or set um, rules, you know it's easier because the people that are in, uh, in the power of football, they already set those rules, you know, um, and then it's easier for mm. people to follow. The manager in the football team, I set those rules, so people just come if you abide by the system, and then it works for you. But in a situation where you set the rule, now. That becomes a problem for some people because they, they've not set those clear cut goals for themselves. So what are they working towards? Nothing. They just do um, eat and miss, eat and miss, and then it's not really good. But when you have a clear cut goal, it's easier for you to match up and follow it up.
0: Hmm. Well, well said. Well said. Stephen Oyelabi, what motivates you?
1: Hmm. What motivates me in what aspect of life? You choose. Okay, well, what motivates me in my business It's pure passion. <laughs> really. Never money. Mm. Money is the last. Money, 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 money is part of life, but no, never money is never the first. Pure passion. Passion for the game. It, it's it's much. it drives me a lot because even times when um the business is not going well, you know, man, I love what I do. I just I just keep doing it. I just keep doing it. I pay my people, I pay my staff. I just keep doing it. I, I, I would never um, think uh, I'm, I'm paying them for something that's not productive at the moment. I do still pay them. Do you understand? But even when it's productive, it's just like a bonus. Oh, fine and good. Purely the passion. That's that's that what motivates me. It's my business.
0: Uh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And how do you measure success? Well...
1: Personally, I think I measure success in how much impact you're making in people's life, how much knowledge you're dishing out. If people can get value from you, that's success. Um, a lot of times, success is being matched with money. Well, that's not the way I think. That's not the way I think. If you can, Because life is unfair. There's many people out there that, that, that put in a lot of effort, that put their head out into their business, and they turn out good value. But the thing is, um, for some reasons, they're just not getting out the chunk of the money like others would you know and somebody will come out and say he's more successful than b because he has more money in the same business that's not how it works for me it depends on the value and Mm. unfortunately um let me put that way sometimes value does not directly equate to how much money you have really most of the biggest businessmen i i i are smart but not the whole time intelligent people. And then some things worked in their favor, and mm. then they are they're, they're, they're rich and famous. You know, it happens. So what's I, um, my own mistake for success is the amount of value you create. And sometimes, too, the amount of value you create actually of, um, is tied to how much you make eventually. But sometimes it's not like that. So I prefer to attach um, my success to value rather than money.
0: Very well said. Very well said, Stephen Oyelabiji. What an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Uh, I really enjoyed your time. I hope one day that I get to visit Lagos and we, you know, maybe we can take yeah, yeah, the ball yeah, around yeah. and I have a that. cup of coffee and watch uh, watch <laughs> yeah. Manchester City. I, I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Uh, so, how can we get in touch with you? You've got the great website, yes. So Football. S O O F O O T B A L L. Excellent uh, uh, site. So Football. Great essays. I wanted to take your quiz. I guess you had a quiz last year, but you took it down. You had a football quiz. Yeah, it's still there. Oh, Um, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. That's a mistake.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I wasn't able to take it, but you've got you've got your great opinions on, on managers and, and, and diet. What what, what uh, great footballers should eat? I, it's just a really great site. I, I love your insight. You've got that, and there's a link there to go to your podcast. So football mm, as well. Yeah,
1: so um, people can always check so football for educative and for football contents, and they can also check the so football show so it's actually the podcast and a product of the soul football so um you can always reach me on stevenoelabi at gmail.com at gmail.com if there are any um, business proposal or stuff related to football that you want to share
0: i'm just right here for everyone <laughs> very good steven thank you so much for your time i Be really well. do appreciate the
1: time thank you Joey. have a wonderful
0: day Thank you for listening and/or viewing Joey Pins Discipline Conversations. Please share this episode with one or two of your friends who you think may benefit from the episode. Our website, www.joeypins.com. There you find lots of resources and you could join our mailing list. Please follow us on all our social media: Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Podcast information video version of our podcast is on youtube please subscribe audio is on all major podcasting platforms please follow them and if you like it please consider giving five star rating would really appreciate that would you like to financially support the podcast you can go to our patreon site consider five ten or twenty dollars a month there's all kind of plans that we have there it's like a one-time payment. What is this podcast episode worth to you? $25, $50, $100, $500, $1,000, $5,000. You be the judge. You can go to our PayPal account to do that as well. Thank you again for listening or watching Joey Pinn's Discipline Conversations.